Welcome back to our motivation series. Today we're diving into an intriguing topic, the science of motivation. And to aid us in this deep dive, we have Larry Donovan, a renowned motivational coach and a psychology expert. Welcome, Larry. Thank you, Susan. I'm excited to be here today and look forward to delving into the fascinating world of motivation. Perfect. Let's start from the basics. What is the science behind motivation? Motivation is essentially a drive or a desire that guides our behaviors towards achieving specific goals. The science of motivation is all about understanding what sparks this drive, how it's sustained, and what factors can influence it. The primary theories we often discuss are drive theory, incentive theory, arousal theory, and humanistic theory. Each offers a unique perspective on how and why we feel motivated. That's interesting, Larry. Could you elaborate a bit more on these theories? Let's start with the drive theory. What does it entail? Sure. The drive theory postulates that our behaviors are driven by basic physiological needs. For instance, hunger motivates us to seek food, thirst drives us to drink water, and so forth. Once these needs are met, the drive is reduced and we return to a state of homeostasis or balance. The idea is that we are motivated to act in ways that minimize discomfort and sustain physical well-being. And that makes complete sense. So how does the incentive theory contrast or build upon this? The incentive theory of motivation takes this a step further. Instead of merely focusing on reducing discomfort or fulfilling physiological needs, it emphasizes the pull of external rewards or incentives. In this theory, behaviors are driven not just by the desire to alleviate physical needs, but also by the appeal of rewards that bring pleasure or satisfaction. It's fascinating how these theories offer different perspectives on motivation. How about the arousal and humanistic theories? The arousal theory is another intriguing perspective. It suggests that we are motivated to engage in behaviors that either increase or decrease arousal levels. High arousal levels can motivate individuals to participate in activities that will help them reduce this arousal, such as meditation. On the other hand, low arousal might lead someone to seek exciting experiences like thrill-seeking sports to increase arousal. And the humanistic theory? Humanistic theories of motivation, particularly Maslow's hierarchy of needs, suggest that we are motivated by a series of hierarchical needs. At the base are our physiological needs, such as food and water. Once those are met, we seek safety, then love and belonging, followed by esteem, and finally self-actualization the desire to achieve one's fullest potential. This theory suggests that lower-level needs must be met before we are motivated to pursue higher-level ones. That's a comprehensive explanation, Larry. But in terms of application, how can understanding these theories help us become more motivated in our daily lives? Understanding the science of motivation gives us the tools to identify our drives, needs, and goals. It helps us recognize the internal and external factors that are influencing our motivation. For example, if you understand that you're driven by the incentive of external rewards, you can set up a system of rewards for yourself to achieve your goals. If you understand that you're seeking self-actualization, you can focus on personal growth and development activities. That's insightful. Is there any way to increase our motivation if we're feeling particularly unmotivated? Absolutely, and there are several scientifically backed strategies for boosting motivation. These can include setting SMART goals, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound, breaking larger tasks into smaller, manageable ones, 
visualizing the achievement of goals, and practicing positive self-talk. But it's also essential to remember that motivation naturally fluctuates, and it's okay to have days where you're feeling less motivated. Thank you, Larry. We'll discuss these strategies and their effectiveness in more detail after the break. Welcome back. Before the break, Larry mentioned some strategies for boosting motivation. Let's delve deeper into this topic. Larry, could you explain the importance of setting SMART goals? Definitely. Setting SMART goals, that is, goals that are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound, can have a profound impact on motivation. When goals are vague, they can seem overwhelming and unachievable. But by ensuring your goals are SMART, you're setting clear expectations and a concrete plan for achieving them. Could you provide an example of a SMART goal? Sure. If your general goal is to get in shape, you could turn this into a SMART goal by saying, I want to go to the gym three days a week for an hour each time and run a five in less than 30 minutes within six months. This goal is specific. Go to the gym, run a 5K, measurable three days a week in less than 30 minutes. Achievable. You're not aiming for a marathon straight away. Relevant. It's related to your overall goal of getting in shape and time. Bound. You want to achieve this within six months. That's an excellent example, Larry. What about breaking larger tasks into smaller ones? Breaking tasks down can make them seem less daunting and more manageable. For instance, if you have a large project to complete, breaking it down to smaller tasks can make it feel less overwhelming. Plus, each time you complete a task, you'll feel a sense of accomplishment, which can boost your motivation to continue. Visualization and positive self-talk are also techniques you mentioned earlier. Can you expand on those? Absolutely. Visualization is a powerful tool where you imagine yourself achieving your goal. By visualizing your success, you can increase your confidence and motivation. As for positive self-talk, it involves countering negative thoughts with positive ones. For instance, instead of saying, I can't do this, you could say, I can do this. I just need to take it one step at a time. This positive self-talk can be a significant motivator when you're feeling low. All these strategies are certainly food for thought. Thank you for your insights, Larry. After the break, we'll discuss how to maintain motivation over time. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the show. In this final segment of our podcast, we will discuss how to maintain motivation over time. Larry, can you tell us how intrinsic motivation plays a role in this? Absolutely, Susan. Intrinsic motivation or motivation that comes from within is often more sustainable than extrinsic motivation, which relies on external rewards or punishments. When you're intrinsically motivated, you engage in a behavior because you find it rewarding in and of itself. Can you give an example of intrinsic motivation? Sure, if you love painting and find a deep sense of satisfaction in creating art, then you're intrinsically motivated to paint. On the other hand, if you're only painting to sell your artwork and make money, then you're extrinsically motivated. How can one increase intrinsic motivation? Well, one way to increase intrinsic motivation is by finding activities that you enjoy and are naturally interested in. This is often easier said than done, but it's worth exploring different activities to find what truly excites and inspires you. Also, focusing on the process rather than just the outcome can help increase intrinsic motivation. That's insightful, Larry. Along those lines, could you talk about the concept of flow and how it relates to motivation? The concept of flow, 
developed by psychologist Mahali Kasiksit Mahalyai, refers to a state of complete absorption in an activity. When you're in a state of flow, you're fully engaged in what you're doing, and you lose track of time. This can significantly boost motivation, as you're not concerned about external rewards or pressures. You're just enjoying the task at hand. That's fascinating. It seems that finding enjoyment and genuine interest in what we do is key to maintaining motivation over time. That's exactly right, Susan. While there's no one size fits all approach to motivation, finding what works for you and aligns with your interests and values can help maintain motivation in the long run. Thank you for your insights, Larry. That's all the time we have for today. To our listeners, thank you for joining us, and we hope you found this discussion as enlightening as we did. Until next time, keep striving and keep motivated.